The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome to Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my dear friend, Mr. Mike Fiella. Mike Fiello's in the house. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great this morning. It's so I love it when you say good morning because that's just a smile that comes across your face and uh, and it just it adds excitement to the the show that we're planning this morning. So you, we're both we're both smiling. It's smiling. It's sunny today. Um, Eight Days of Hope has been busy around the country the last couple of weeks. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we want to welcome you, the listener, to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is a national ministry that responds after natural disasters, either right away, like we just did in Alabama, more on that in a little bit, and like we're doing in Texas as we speak, or when we come in later, six, nine, 12 months later, and help families rebuild their homes for free. Over 7,000 families across the country have seen the hands and feet of Jesus show up That's and amazing. help them rebuild their houses, Mike. That's what an amazing, amazing 15 it, years. It is. Did you ever think back in 2005 when Katrina hit and your dad gave you that call that, what, 15 years later? What, like, let me do the math. Yeah, no. 15 it, years you know, ago, uh, you know, that, back in uh, September of 05. And one of the most exciting things, we've just finished up our fifth safe house. And look yes. at it, number six soon. Yeah, so we do we help families after natural disasters, but we started a new arm of the ministry where we take skilled professionals, carpenters, handymen, handywomen, plumbers, electricians, people that know how to paint, and we build safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking. That's right. Now, it's not a fun topic to talk about on right. a Saturday, right? right? You know what? We all want to relax and kick back, but this is something that we are passionate about doing, Mike, and we just wrapped up our fifth house in Northeast Mississippi with our next one in South Dakota coming in a couple months. We'll give just a little overview of what happens when somebody gets rescued and goes to these houses. You know, if someone's rescued from trafficking and it's the fastest growing crime in the world, yes. people think, Mike, it happens in Vegas and New Orleans and maybe St. Louis. It does, but it also happens in Wichita, Kansas and Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It happens from coast to coast. When ministries find a way to rescue someone, okay. their goal is to give them, those who've been rescued, a safe place to get the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. And the partners that we partner with, Elijah Rising, Transformation Garden, The Refuge, Not Today, and mm-hmm. others, they provide a safe place for years for free. Think about that, Mike. For years, yeah. someone who is who has been trafficked, they have a place they can shut their door at night and know that they're safe. They can get up in the morning and get a meal safely. They can get the medical sure. care they need sure. safely. And then they can be poured into spiritually oh, yes. and emotionally. It's a long journey. It's a two, three, four, five-year journey, but there's ministries out there making you that happen. You mentioned the word free, and the free part from us is that we provide volunteers uh, and the labor for free and, and rebuild these homes. Yeah, and maybe I didn't answer your question appropriately, but you're right. That That's what we do. So these contractors or professionals will come in, will serve for 14 days, and will either build, renovate, or remodel facility for free. That's great. You like free, Mike. I love free. <laughs> the more the free, the better. 
<laughs> Mike Fiella. Let it be known that Mike, you look up free in the dictionary. There's his, there's his picture <laughs> right name, there. Right next to it, yeah. He loves free. But, but that's what we do. And there's more about all of this on our website at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. That's our goal. Let's be a new beginning to a family in need from a disaster or someone who's been rescued from trafficking. Yeah. Did you have a good week, brother? I did. You know, it just, it seemed like, uh, you know, just hit the dirt running. Of course, uh, in our area of the country, we were just breaking in the spring. Some of the southern areas are, they're already in the spring, <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. summer. But uh, so it kept us real busy at getting a lot of things done. So, Mike, you live in western New York, the Buffalo, New York area. And I know you have a motorcycle. What kind of motorcycle do you have? I have a Harley Davidson uh, 2008 um soft tail heritage okay so that is like french to me or hebrew because i don't know i just know it's got two tires and and i saw it, pictures of you on social media you uh you and your bride went traveling this week we did we uh we okay. took uh, there's a route uh, from buffalo down to erie pennsylvania nice all along lake erie several oh, stops along the way eateries shop places to shop and it just in, to enjoy my bride and all oh, the weather was awesome we kept on looking at each other is this really april <laughs> 80 degrees i read that buffalo new york had their first 80 degree day in six months six months yeah oh my gosh and yet our friends down in alabama uh the last couple of weeks you know we've been down there mike serving families in need after the recent tornadoes yes and that was our latest rapid response event and response uh, uh, outreach i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh, just in the last 30 days we were in kentucky helping out flood victims wow. down on the eastern side We've been in Texas, Mike, now for over a month, helping Still out families there, yeah. after the ice storm, sure. fixing their pipes. And then we were in Birmingham, Alabama. I was there as well this past week. You were. And I love going down south. I tell you, I lived there for 20 years. I feel like I have two homes, Mike. Yeah. The the people in Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, they have got the biggest hearts. Oh, oh my yes. gosh. You know, it's so awesome when you're down there, you walk down the street, it's like, even if you don't know the person... Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Oh, hey, yeah. just a, yeah. a brief conversation as you you're passing by. That's friendly. I love it. They're waving at you when you're driving by, Mike. I'm thinking it's something on my roof of my car. I forgot, <laughs> right? You know, like that's just. But I tell you, the volunteers, Mike. So let me give you a quick update before we go to our guest um, here in just a little bit. But Eight Days of Hope deployed because of the tornadoes in Birmingham about two and a half weeks ago. Volunteers and leaders came from 22 states. 22 during a pandemic. Oh now we, we do it things differently than we have been doing. Sure, them. You have but to. Uh, safely, those volunteers served 49 different families. Really, 49 families had trees taken off their the roof. They've had their roofs tarped. They've had oh their property my. cleared out. Uh, we got out a couple homes that had some flood damage. But these volunteers worked their tail off, Mike. Oh. Listen, we, we both have been down there when they when they show up. They're like machines, you know, and they're and they're smiling. They're getting muddy and dirty and they're laughing and they're giving high fives and they're getting the work done. It's just in a great atmosphere. I met some new friends from Kansas and Iowa that heard on uh, on radio, on American Family Radio, one of our national partners. And uh, they, they said, you know what, we've heard about it long enough. We wanted to finally go. And so on a moment's notice, they got in their car, drove down to Birmingham and served for a week. And as they told me, and you've heard this many times, you will see me again and again because I know now I'm part of that Eight Days of Hope family. And it was Easter weekend that they did this. Are you kidding me? And that's where I was going next. So I didn't go there on Easter Sunday. Okay, so I'm going to be very transparent. However, we... God had over 70 people. <laughs> on Easter. St- 
But Mike, that will be an Easter they'll never forget. Absolutely, absolutely. Never. I, I, I remember years ago in um, I think it was Nashville, and it was over Thanksgiving, and uh, you know something you had mixed emotions. Well, it's Thanksgiving, and we went down there, and it was the best. It, it, you're right. It stuck in my mind forever and ever. The things that happened during that Thanksgiving, and it was just an awesome time. So, so the volunteers were in the Birmingham, Alabama area, and they served these families. And Mike, they, they went to town. We had a great partner church, Southside uh, First Baptist Church, which is actually northeast of Birmingham, okay. not south of Birmingham. But I'll tell you, that church was a great church, great host church. And the volunteers, man, I tell you, some I met a couple of the families we were serving, and you know, Mike, um, COVID or no COVID, you meet a family you're serving, man, they're running to you with open arms, oh yes, and they want to give you a hug, and they're slobbering on your neck, and <laughs> oh my gosh, but they they were so blessed by these yeah. volunteers. Well, isn't that something during a pandemic? Now, you're you're, you're a numbers guy. How many volunteers? Do you would you know that are first time volunteers? So traditionally, it's about fifty percent. So okay. on this trip, out of the hundred and eighteen that went, I think sixty or fifty five were first time. So this is during a pandemic, and they're coming out brand new. <laughs> I want to serve. It's it's it's, uh, it's God all the it way. Is, is it, it is not? God. It is God. So when you come and serve with us, it's for free. Uh, we provide food and lodging. We give you a couple shirts, so you're gonna look really good. Ooh. I always tell our shirts make you look younger and thinner. <laughs> Did that's, you bring that, any with you today? <laughs> no, that's why I'm looking so fat, right? <laughs> oh, boy. No, I tell you. But, it, you know, come come and serve with us sometime. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Submit your email address, and anytime we go anywhere, we'll reach out to you and uh, invite you. Love to have you come. Yes. Now, those rapid response events, you do need to be 18 years of age. It's an active disaster site. But okay. if and when we go back and rebuild after disasters— any age can come, very family-friendly. Check out some of the videos on our YouTube channel as well. Looking forward to the next rebuild, when it, whenever that's going to be. I some know things are stirring, Mike. Know, I, you we're, know, praying, we're having some we're conversations. Praying. So we're hoping that our country continues to make progress, and here in a couple months we can uh, make right. a unique announcement. It's been a couple years. I'd say our last one was that big one down in Houston. That was oh, a lot of fun. It was huge. It was huge. It was good. It really was. Hey, when we come back in a couple of minutes here on Hope Reigns, which is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, we're going to have Eva go. Eva is a leader of Eight Days of Hope. She's a volunteer. She's based out of Houston. We met her right after Hurricane Harvey. She goes to a church called Gateway Church, and she's one of our leaders. And she was in Alabama serving families in need. So when we come back in just a minute, we're going to be talking to uh, Miss Eva Go. Thank you for joining us. We are so blessed, so happy that you've decided to spend part of your day with us here this Saturday. Uh, Mike, it's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it also, Steve. It's just a, it's, it's a vibrancy, a good, just a good vibe in the air this morning. Mm. Well, we're, we're both excited to have Eva as well. So yes. when we come back, you're listening to uh, Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We'll have a guest, Eva Go. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? 
Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope this beautiful weekend. Steve Tiber hanging out with my friend Mike Fiella. I missed that beard, Mike. You had that beard look going for a while, but it I is did. April now, so yeah. that's why it's gone, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. I, was, I usually get rid of it at the beginning of March, but it was still a little chilly, so we kept the thing going. And, okay. Uh, I was getting the too, too settled with it. So. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> So anyway, well, if you were in Alabama last week where it was getting a little bit warm, you would have made sure it was gone before that trip. Oh, absolutely. Because I tell you, I went down there and I just fell in love once again with the, the volunteers that were serving, uh, some of the families that I met that we were serving, and it was great to be down there. Uh, this next guest was there, and I didn't see her, but I know no. she was there. Eva, go. Eva, good morning. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Blessed by the best, Steve. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I like this girl. Blessed by, <laughs> by the, the best. best. Oh, oh, my gosh. I love it. Eva, um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, you, your family dynamics, your, you know, kind of what you do in Texas, and uh, then we'll talk a little bit about your journey with Eight Days of Hope. I'm a native Houstonian, Steve, and uh, my husband, who's my rock after Jesus of 30 years, we got married when we were nine. Um, I bet. Three wonderful kids all in school now. So it's kind of our lean years, our rice and bean years. But um, he and I have been serving in missions for ever since we met uh, in college. Um, Here in Houston, I have about, um, I guess, half a dozen jobs. I do the mission coordinating and logistical planning for teams to Kenya and uh, at our church and also do work with children in India and pro bono eye surgeries in Mexico, 
and then I do 4B disaster response work, uh, and that is how I came to meet Eight Days of Hope. When Hurricane Harvey hit, we partnered together in 2018 for those back-to-back trips, and uh, I met Eight Days of Hope that way and have been hooked ever since. Uh, and then I'm the disaster response coordinator for a church, and on the side I teach group fitness personal training, wow. and I do some contract work yeah. as well, so and, I keep busy. And that's all before noon every day. I know Eva. But, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Well, Eva, tell us about the, that first experience. So we, we, got, we know how you heard of Eight Days of Hope, but what was the first experience when you finally connected uh, on that day? Well, the, the interesting thing is I had just come back from Kenya with a fractured hip, and that's a whole other God story <laughs> oh, in itself. I've been hospitalized there for six weeks and went on to India for two weeks. So two mission trips back to back. And um, I came back and I'm very much a field rat, but because I had a walker and crutches, I was on the administrative end. And um, we had been working with many volunteers. And as people started going back to work, uh, we needed to do something more just to get people involved because there was so much work to be done and eight days of hope. They were there. Y'all were there, actually, for rapid response, and I had not met you yet. I didn't meet you until the rebuild time in March of 2018. And um, our church heard about you, 4B heard about you, and so I jumped in. And it it was incredible. I couldn't believe the number of people that were involved. I think all 50 states were involved. Several countries were involved as far as volunteers go. And it was the largest volunteer effort I'd ever seen. So I was really floored by it all. I jumped in on a drywall team and learned to drywall with Steve Duffley, who was fantastic, (laughs) and I've been doing it ever since. He's an artist, Um, and from that point went on to the next three rebuilds in Houston as well, and then have since done uh, Hurricane Laura and Delta in Lake Charles, the Tupelo Safe House build, and then just recently Alabama and the Rapid Response. You know your your resume. You know usually resumes are the front and back, and and you, when you when you meet an employer, you're, you're told not to make it longer than that. But Eva, your resume is like 28 pages long. I mean, <laughs> where you've been and what you do. You know what's amazing, Eva? You know there's been 40,000 volunteers with Eight Days of Hope. We had 4,692 people in Houston, and I remember meeting you for the first time. Hmm. Hmm. I know. I was thinking the other day, you know, we were talking about p- potential guests. Eva, I remember meeting you and thinking, all right, first of all, this girl is a mover and a shaker. Uh, number tell. two, yes, she, yes. she doesn't sit still. She wants oh, to do. No. And, and, and she's ready to be used by the Holy Spirit on a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Mike, and when you meet those people, they make an impact. Well, they do. And mm-hmm. you, know, you know that um, it, it, it's really times like this and, and people like Eva, you know, it, it's God's got his hand on this whole organization because disaster or rebuilds, I mean, they're, they're heart wrenching, but when you get good, solid people that, you know, and it, with the experience that, that Eva has, it's just, it's just overwhelming. Sometimes Steve, don't you sit back and say, thank you. Oh, amen. thank you God amen. for all these volunteers, amen. for the leaders. And, yeah, and these leaders. Yeah. You know, Eva, you're one of 180 leaders. And of course, that means when we deploy, you wear a different colored shirt, not because, you know, we're trying to put people on a pedestal just so we can give new volunteers an opportunity to learn kind of how we do things. Um, you just left Alabama. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, why you went to Alabama and maybe share a God-sized story from Birmingham, uh, maybe with a volunteer or a family you served or maybe just what you saw, what you experienced. Yes, if I could 
if I could back up just a little bit, sure. I had been doing a local ministry for years in the inner city and the homeless ministry and cooking and things like that for a long time. And then God called me out to do a broad ministry. And that's when I started working with children in Kenya and India and things in Mexico. But recently, just right before COVID hit, I had found myself just driving to and from work sites and I just crying and calling out to God because I knew that there was something more and there is no sweeter place to be than in the middle of God's purpose. And I know that I am in the middle of his purpose, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I knew that there was something more that he wanted to show me and that I was supposed to be doing. So I kept asking God to show me what else I was supposed to be doing. And Mm -hmm. at that moment, uh, COVID hit and shut down so many things. The clubs and things that I worked for and fitness, they all put us on furlough. And at one point I was teaching anywhere from five to 20 classes a week, but all of a sudden it went to nothing. Mm. And then God opened up uh, opportunities to go do disaster relief with eight days of hope. <laughs> and uh, and also at that time, all the social injustices were going on. So much happened in our country right. last year. Right. And I said, Lord, I know that you've called me abroad for so long. It's been over a decade, but there's something to do here. And this was the answer. Mm. And so when uh, Lake Charles had all the hurricanes and missed us, Texas, by just a little bit, the least that we could do was go over to our neighbors. We we missed the bullet. And God said, go to Lake Charles. And it was close enough and easy enough to, to where I could commute back and forth. I was there for five weeks and then off and on for the next seven weeks between there and then heading to Bay St. Louis. Uh, in Mississippi after Hurricane Delta hit. Um, so God God has called me to do home front missions at this time, mm-hmm. and it has been incredible. And so every time an opportunity comes up, not that we're excited about, you know, disasters and things happening to our own, but the excitement of being able to serve God in such a real way, in a tactile way as we do, uh, just has been incredible. So when Alabama, every time something comes up, I just pray and ask God if it's in his will, get permission from my husband, who is so supportive of all that I do. Um, Then I go. And so went to Alabama and was there for the entire time. Another great trip, great team, following an awesome God. And my favorite thing about missions and just leading teams and things is not only serving God, serving the community. We always go there to serve people, but it's all of us who get turned upside down for Jesus. So that is the best part for me is the collateral benefit that happens to all the people who go. Um, And we're going to serve, but we, it's a, it's a two-way thing where we are changed eternally for Christ as well. Um, So seeing one of the people on one of the teams that went out, we were chainsaw teams on steroids in Alabama. (laughs) And, and I love it. We used from a 16-inch to an 18-inch to the big boy 20-inch, and I'm now looking for a chainsaw at Home Depot <laughs> to wow. add to our, our tool go. set because I love the work. But um, one of the people wrote to me uh, since we've been back and said, you know, the next morning when I got home, I had about four pages to write about a trip that was a point of connection and a profound experience for me. 
And so when I hear that and how missions changes people's lives, not just in the moment of serving for disaster, but when they go home and how it ripples out into other things, that's the cool multiplication of it all. And that's why God, I think, lets us participate in the big picture so that we can take it back with us. Um, And and we met so many folks there, too. A number of them were dealing with cancer and families. Uh, This one particular family struck me uh, very strongly. This woman's um, husband had cancer. She had cancer. Her daughter was recovering from cancer. And they were also raising a a high-spectrum adult son with Mm -hmm. autism. And uh, we were working on her place. And uh, it's one of these things where we're very task-oriented. We go in, and I always stress this, that, you know, we're going in with our hands and feet to do things. But if your job is to stand there with the homeowner and listen and cry and hold their hand, then nothing. Uh, That was your job for the day. And so I had the blessing of doing that with her and praying with her. But she shared an experience with me, a death experience, she said, that she had uh, where she said that she had died and she experienced some different things. She experienced kind of a floating peace, uh, comfort no sickness, nothing going on in their bodies, just complete healing. And then she experienced a power that she could see what was going on, kind of like an aerial view of what was going on below her and was able to stop things from happening with the power that she had. And then at, at the end of this, this time, God told her to wake up and then she was back where she was again. Mm. And, and this was a lady that the eight days of hope uh, crew was serving Eva? Yes, okay. yes. Um, but the whole time that she was talking, and I was praying for her and with her, what I came out with is that those experiences, I shared this with her as well, that God gives us some unique experiences on different levels. And for us, as Eight Days of Hope volunteers, these trips for people are awakenings. Um and they're also refreshing. Ironically, you're going to serve in a catastrophe, but you walk out refreshed and really tired, sure, but sure. A, good, a good tired and spiritually revved up. And mm. I feel like we do that on these trips where we go, we help, and we come back. We're, some people are excited for these trips, but God sends us there so that we can be refueled and recharged. And then he says, wake up. It's time to go back to where I, I strategically, strategically placed you. Amen because I got something for you to do. Amen. And Mike, and, and Mike, we've seen this time and time again with uh-huh. volunteers Absolutely. Uh, doing a safe house, rapid response, rebuilding, where you know God opens up a door. We hate the disasters happen, but once sure. they happen, people like Eva and other volunteers from around the country, they're excited to be the hands sure. and feet of Jesus. They're not excited that someone has damage. Right. I've, I've said this many times. We, we have seen uh-huh. where um, people leave exhausted but their hearts are full. But they're full. You know, Eva described what eight days of hope is so perfectly. Uh, you sense a call for God. You got a heart that you want to serve. You're not really sure what you're going to be getting, how it, how it's going to play out. But you go. And when you get down there, it's much, much more than just a rebuild or, or a mud out or something that you've got to help, you know, clean debris up. Even though we're doing that, 
It's that connection that God has placed you there. And you can only, folks, you can only get this by going on one of these trips, standing in somebody's front yard and letting them just cry on your shoulder. And that moment is just something you live with for the rest of your life, just as you go and volunteer. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. And today we have a guest. Her name is Eva Go. Eva lives in Texas. She belongs to a local church here. Met Eight Days of Hope after Hurricane Harvey and is pretty much traveled with us around the country oh, yes. since then, Mike. I know that uh, she's on hold. She had a, a run and do something here for a minute. But, Mike, I, it's amazing to me how God connects the dots and he brings people. Yes. You know, Eva had been traveling the world doing missions, Absolutely. and that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. But now this season, God has called her to serve right here in America. Now, she could have stopped at any point and said, I've done enough. <laughs> I've been overseas. I've, I've helped the homeless in my own community. But folks, that's where the blessing comes. Just get still before God and ask him, you know, what what would you have me to do? Where sure. can I serve? How can I get involved? And when he drops that in your heart, you run for it, whether it's eight days of hope or some other ministry, but, but go and do it and you'll live a life that is so full because Jesus is is. is you know he's he's at the wheel, and you're just in the back back seat, <laughs> going and, for the ride. And you're gonna and you're gonna meet some amazing people like Eva described when she was in Birmingham, Alabama, just this past week. Hey, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap up our conversation with Eva Go, one of the leaders of Eight Days of Hope. For more information about the ministry, as always, go to the website eightdaysofhope.com. We always encourage people, Mike, to do one of three things, maybe all three. Yes. If you're really feeling really good, right? Okay. First of all, it's easy. Um, it's, it just takes a little time. It's pray. Right. Pray for the ministry of Atheist right. Hope. Secondly, consider volunteering like Eva did. Yes. She, she just got on the website and said, you know what? Lord, use me. I'm going to go to Alabama. Get your name in the system. To help out some yep. tornado victims, right? Yep. Thirdly, you can um, make a donation. That's right. And today, if you'd be willing as a listener to make a donation, you can do that online at 8daysofhope.com. You can give a one-time donation. You become a monthly partner. Uh, you can also... Um, mail us a check. Uh, we still get checks in the mail, which which we love, right? Because it yes. helps us do what God's called us to do. And that check can be sent to P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. That's P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. And what's neat is that when you make a donation, every penny is passed through mm. to families in need. We have partners that cover our fixed costs. So okay. know that 100% of the donation yes. goes to those in need. That's exciting. That's very exciting. So do that. Do that today. <laughs> Listen to Mr. Mike. Do that. Do, do that, that now. I done. like that. Like, hey, when we come back, we're going to wrap up things with Eva Go. You're listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. 
Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. Sparrow's not worried about tomorrow. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging along with my friend Mike Fiella. Mike has a goal. Mike, whenever we come out of break, I think your goal is to make me laugh <laughs> while I'm talking. You've been doing this for three years now. Three brother. years, three years. You're just sitting there and you give me a little smirk and you're trying to get me going a little bit. Uh, it works. Is it working? Oh, okay, it, it, it is it, working. It worked today. Okay. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Today we're talking to one of our 180 volunteer leaders. Her name is Eva Go. She lives in Texas. She met Eight Days of Hope after Hurricane Harvey. And Eva, even though you've worn and wear a lot of hats, lately God has you serving with Eight Days of Hope, it feels like, just about every other week or every other month. Um, you helped with the safe house in Mississippi. Just very quickly, tell us a little bit about the safe house. You know, you didn't get to meet anyone that was rescued from sex trafficking. What you were doing is helping prepare a facility that will be used for decades to come. Why are you passionate about coming and serving to help out a safe house ministry? Well, God uh, calls me to do different things. I'm passionate about what I do, and I love working with my hands. So if God gives me an opportunity to do that, then I do. And so it was great to join a lot of other skilled workers and putting uh, a place together that would be a safe place for people to come and be restored and renewed in their hope. Well, let me ask you a question, because there's so many different aspects of the ministry ministry that you've done, drywall and, and, and chainsaw <laughs> and all the stuff that I, I don't she even do that do much. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So what was your background before you got involved in this? And did you learn these skills through Eight Days of Hope? I have always uh, done some handy things, but nothing to the level that I'm at now. And that's been a, a really cool thing that I kind of put a commercial together for people that I'm trying to get to volunteer. Mm-hmm. I tell them, this is on-the-job training. Don't be afraid. All God needs is your heart, That's and good. He will equip you. So every job I learn something new and the skill set, God has just put a, a little tool belt on me, and every job I go to, He adds another tool. So it's been incredible uh, accumulation of, of new things that I'm learning on each job. Mm. You know what's interesting, Mike, is people think that our, our volunteer base is like 85% men and 15% women. That's not true. In okay. Houston, where 4,692 volunteers came, 
we had 52% women, really? 48% men. So, if, if, yeah. So, girl power. Woo, go Eva. And I tell you, those volunteers, if they're even a third as good and, and as capable as Eva, I mean, the sure. world could get fixed in one day. Eva, no. whenever I see you, I always get the sense that you're always saying, yes, Lord. Yes. Mm. A- amen. Amen. I, uh, I am so humbled by God in any way that I can serve him. In any way that through an action or a word that I can give to somebody that they can see Jesus, then yeah. I want to be available for that. Yeah. You know, what makes eight days hope interesting, Mike. Is these hundred eighty leaders? Um, they participate in uh, in attend eleven different denominational churches. So okay. you've got Southern Baptists and Catholic and Methodist and 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 non-denominational and and boy the Pentecostals they have a blast. I tell mm. you I love them. And the somebody's a God and it's just it's amazing Mike. You know, our past would never cross with Eva. Right. If there wasn't a hurricane in Houston. And I hate that there was hurricanes. I hate that there's disasters, but it does give it the opportunity Mike for the body of Christ to come sure. together and to be the hands and feet in the glimpse of Jesus. Well, that's our model. Uh love and serve. And it, it almost comes back to bite you in a good way. Love and serve, you're going to end up like Eva. You're going to love to serve. Right. And you're going to be going out time and sure. time again. It's awesome. Eva, you have friends all around the country now, don't you? Yes, I sure do. <laughs> it, I it, think I, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I said I, I now have – the joke is that I now have a brother in North Carolina <laughs> and a brother in Mississippi, two brothers of another mother in <laughs> different oh, places man. who have my back. So, yes. Amen. Amen. That's something about being part of the 80s Hope family. And again, if you're listening today to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 80s of Hope, we're talking to Eva Go. We try to share God-sized stories from the mission field. And just a week ago, Eva was in Birmingham, Alabama, with over 100 volunteers from 20-some states that served almost 50 different families during a pandemic. Mm. Um, let me ask you, Eva, and again, I, I don't mean this to sound judgmental to those out there listening uh, that say, I will never volunteer with any organization during the pandemic. Did you have concerns about traveling with the pandemic? And just kind of give me your mindset. Now, we're going to keep politics out of this, but what's your mindset of still going and loving and serving someone in need during interesting times? Uh, I felt very safe. I think there are a lot of safe protocols in place just with you know sanitization and masks and things uh, in a, at appropriate times. So I didn't really have any fear about that or any concerns about that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel very comfortable going out. I think everyone has to do whatever they feel in their heart to do. And if God is calling me out, then he's calling me out. And I know that he will equip me and just blaze the way for mm-hmm. me. So I did not have any concerns. So, yes. That's your faith rising up <laughs> and trusting God. And, and like Steve just said, sure. it's not saying somebody else doesn't, you know, yeah. have be, you, you have to do really what your own heart is telling you. But Eva, when you were in uh, Alabama here now, I know you got a story for each place that you've been, but something you, you went home with, someone you went home with in your heart, in your mind that you served, and uh, they left an impression with you. Uh, tell us about something like that. Um, there are so many. Um, but I'm going to pull one from our family, our eight days of hope family. And, uh, I've just been floored by the gifts and talents and all the people that come 
before that, their heart and their love for Jesus, that sets all things aside. It transcends, yes, politics, viewpoints, culture, redneck versus city. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I have written to my family many times and said, man, I'm feeling kind of city girl here because more people in this room can build, the, build a house from ground up than can't. Mm. And if something breaks down, they probably have the tool in their pocket versus where I'm from in Concreteville. If the, if the sink leaks, we call the plumber. So I've been amazed at how God knit so many people from different backgrounds and abilities for his purposes. And truly, it is the body of Christ. No one is more important than the other. Amen. We're all under the head of Christ. And so when you drop all that other stuff that's going on around us that so divides us so many times, and we just focus on Jesus, it, it is incredible to see. And I think that's why volunteers continue to come back, because all we see is Jesus. We have a single-minded focus on Christ, and all those other things don't matter. And any differences that we have make it more beautiful rather than divisive. So Ooh, I that's, like that. that's something that's good. that I love. I like that. So you've met volunteers. I mean, you've got two friends here sitting in New York right now recording a show with you. And Amen. so and so now you've got some uh, northerners that, that love you and yes. the other volunteers of the ministry. There's got to be a state. I know you're a southerner, but is there a state, um, and you don't have to say the volunteer's name, that you have a hard time understanding when they talk? Because some of my <laughs> friends from New York come down there and they're like, Steve, what the heck is that girl saying over there? Um, have you had any problem with any of the dialects or, or, or you're good with all those accents? Well, now that I know what a trowler is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, who that says that? That's an inside joke, right? But I, I get it. I get it. it, it but, uh, is, isn't that fun, yes. though? Yeah, is there one that sticks out? I would say Barry Edwards, who is one of my new North brothers. Carolina. He's from Maven, Mississippi. And um, I just kind of have to lean in a couple of times and listen, and then I have to politely say, oh, I can't hear very well. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just have to smile and nod my head sometimes. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. man. That is great. But, uh, that is great. I love all the, the different accents. Yeah. It's been great. You know, one day, Mike, heaven mm. is going to look a lot like it does during an eight days of hope trip. Sure. You have people of different ethnic backgrounds, different beliefs, but they have that one common denominator. Sure. They love Jesus and they want yeah. others to see Jesus in them. Eva, you are um, you are a beacon, a, a, a light for the kingdom, uh, and I and every time I see you, and 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 so many others, but Eva, you've been such a blessing to the ministry of Eight Days Hope. Thank you. You have really, um, I don't want to say stepped up because that sounds bad to the volunteer that comes once a year, but you've really taken some ownership lately. It appears to me, and and you're all in. I mean, I, when I see you, I think she's all in. Yeah, um, that's great. Is it just been the because of the pandemic and feeling like God's calling you to stay closer to home, or is there something else going on? I think uh, God has called me to to get involved more, definitely home front. Mm. But also, um, I think for so many years, my husband and I, we were gap fillers. When we see a need, we've filled it. But then sometimes when we've stepped away, it's it's fallen. But, you know, whatever we are filling in just goes to, goes to naught. And something that God has shown us in that and convicted us of is that we need to multiply and we need right. to disciple. Amen. And so whenever I do find something that God's calling me into, yes, I want to be 100%. And I feel it's really important to multiply people. And whatever God has given me, I want to give to others so that 
it can be multiplied, and likewise, I'm drawing from them as well. So that's that's a big that's part great. of it. Uh, that's for good. Me. That's good. Mm. Eva, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I know it was uh, short notice, but thank you for. Uh, your leadership uh, with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, Eva Go from uh, Houston, Texas area. Uh, Eva, thank you for serving Louisiana and Birmingham. And uh, again, I just mm. when I see you, girl, you're always shining. And I just I, I publicly want to thank you. But I, I know that we're a better organization, might because That's of young it. ladies like uh, Eva. That is it. Mm. Thank you for thank stepping you so up. Much. Yes, and thank you for stepping up and answering the call. And uh, can we have a word of prayer for you, Eva? Yes. And, and yes, this. please. Father, we're so challenged this morning. Uh, listen to Eva's story, and Lord, that she's just as much as she's been involved in, but she's always been able to hear your voice and say yes to it and yes. respond to it. So, Father, we ask physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. relationally, um, with her family, her husband, and, and the new folks that she's met, that God, you'll bless every step that she takes. We know that she's going to serve you with uh, her whole heart. Thank you for continuing to keep her uh, safe and healthy for the next adventure that you have her. To, to volunteer for. And we bless her mm. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Eva. Say hello to all of our friends at 4B. We uh, we, we love our, our friends down there and appreciate John and Ted and Sherry and, and, and the team down there. I know that you've had your hands full. Uh, I know we got a couple minutes left, but you've had your hands full down there with some broken pipes. My gosh. Yes, yes. That was kind of a break. I needed to go chainsaw because plumbing is nasty <laughs> stuff. And I don't know why pops are in the smallest, darkest, dingiest places. But uh, when, mm. Yeah. Well. When when someone tries to slide a half-inch piece of plywood underneath you in an attic and it makes you too thick for the space, it's kind of tight. Oh, my so gosh. It's, yes. It's, yeah, I'm, 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 not, another tool. I'm not a plumber either. I know how to flush the toilet, and that's about it. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm at the end of the line. Give me a painting brush, and I like it, but, uh, uh, yeah, not a plumber. Eva, thank you so much. Say hello to your husband, and uh, hope to see you down the road here just a little bit. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Steve, God bless God you bless for you. all that you do. Thank, thank you. you. God bless you, girl. Eva Go, one of the leaders, volunteer leaders, with Eight Days of Hope. We got a little time here, Mike. You know, the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, it's become a national ministry. Mm-hmm. Responded over 60 disasters, safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking being built pretty much every quarter somewhere in sure. the country. We couldn't do what we do as a ministry without mm. people like Eva. Not, no way. And you know, she comes out and volunteers, and then it's not a self-promoter by any means. Then you find her down the road being a leader. And so, and and just, she, she reminds me of a, a, just a sponge, the idea of a sponge. She goes just on the, the call, that, the answer to the call, but she learns, and then she grows, and then she shares, and she gives. And it's just one beautiful circle. So, folks, if you've... If you've turned in, tuned into the show, and this is one of the first times, you know, get your name into the system. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Put your email in there. As Steve always says, we're not going to blow up your your, your email uh, with it. Uh, but but at least get the information and pray about coming and volunteering. 180 volunteer leaders, Eva being one of them, just leaving Alabama this past month. We've been in Texas, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi. Not sure where we're going to go next yet, Mike. Mm -hmm. I'll say this about Eva, too. And, you know, you and I, we're a little bit longer in the tooth these days, right? I mean, we're both, both of our ages start with that number six now. So we've Mm. we've learned a couple things uh, along the way. One of the things I look for in leaders as, as someone who's led and have been led, Mm -hmm. is leaders that are willing to grow. 
That's it. And and I use a term a lot in ministry with leaders. You know, are you coachable? You know, yes. because none of us have it figured out. You yes. know, you know. I lean on board members of Eight Days of Hope and other ministry leaders across the country. Mm-hmm. Some in Western New York, some in Louisiana, some in Texas, some in Mississippi, and and I'll pick their brain and try to learn. I like to think that I'm coachable, and I think we all need to be coachable. I'm going to give Eva a shout out. You know, Eva is a leader. She's been a leader now. This is her second, maybe third year of, of a leader. And I remember her being a part of something, and one of the leaders had a coacher on something. Mm. And you know what? She didn't bow up. She didn't push back. She didn't say, you're wrong. I'm right. Um, she, she listened, and she adjusted. Yes. And those leaders— that can adjust and are coachable. Absolutely. What a model for all of us. That's that's true, strong leadership. And I'm going to add uh, a word to Ken remind us, which is really the same thing. You said coachable, teachable. Mm. We, we never arrive. You know this, Steve, as a leader. There's always something. It, once, we, once we think we've arrived, we're, we're ready for trouble <laughs> at that point. So you got to keep your heart, your mind open, and never think, well, i got a handle on this because there's always something new that God wants to show us and teach us and grow us. Wow. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's the broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope travels the country helping out after natural disasters. You can learn more about the ministry at 8daysofhope.com. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mr. Mike Fiella. The interesting thing, Mike, is during a very unique time in the country, a lot of our leaders haven't felt comfortable to travel, and we respect that. Sure. Yet God still opens up the door for Eight Days of Hope to serve families like they just wrapped up in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And these God-sized stories— happen because people like Eva leave the comforts of their own home to go serve families in need. What when, when was your first missions trip? I was it was two thousand and ever. Not oh, with eighties oh, anywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Any I I was never really an overseas. It was a it was a work trip okay. with the church that we were in. And it was a I don't think it was a disaster relief, but I remember there was a um it was down south down on Louisville, Louisville. Okay. Louisville that's area. a Kentucky Mike. Yeah. You know that, right? Oh yes. I just that, <laughs> that's right. I know I'm hesitating so to toss this question open. <laughs> so you go on this mission trip, what happens uh, when you leave? I mean, you know, cuz I have my own story too, my first mission trip, but Tell the listeners what, because a lot of the listeners have sure. never been on a missions trip because they think a missions trip, and it can be going mm-hmm. to India or going to Costa Rica or going to, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. But a missions trip could be the next town over. Absolutely. But what what what, what happened to Mike Fiella when you went, after you went on a mission trip or two? Mike Fiella came back a whole different person. My whole perspective on need and the things that I'm going to be, quite candid, the things I complain about, the things that, you know, I got too comfortable with. I realized that in giving and in serving and in loving, um, there's something that changes with inside of you when you come back under certain circumstances in your life. Um, it just gives you that godly perspective. Hold it. Wait a minute. You know, um, what just happened where I was when I was cleaning up somebody's front yard right. and, uh, and, and of such and seeing people, I don't want to say see people worse than, than you are, but that's not the right terminology. It's seeing what they're experiencing, how they're handling it. And the fact that you could be a part to help, yeah. but in helping, you know, we say this all the time, you get helped. <laughs> and did you hear Eva's comment when we talked about a recent memory in Birmingham? One of the memories she's going to hold on to is, is the day she didn't, didn't, she didn't do any work. Just the lady that she was serving, the family she was serving, they just wanted to cry on her shoulder. That's it. They just wanted to share their story. Yes. You know, 
we've heard this thousands of times, Mike, thousands of times. Why would you come serve me? You don't know me. I've never met you. I probably will never see you again. Mm -hmm. And then the volunteer, like Eva, gets a chance to share her three-minute testimony of how she met Jesus, how she knows Jesus, and how she wants to serve others Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. But that's why we're there. That's the whole, uh, you know, we talk about the finances. We talk about everything that is needed to run Eight Days of Hope. But, Steve, I believe that that's because volunteers like Eva go down there and they have those God moments mm. that God is going to provide, whether it's uh, the, the food or the, the finances or the supplies or the volunteers, even during a COVID year. He's going to yes. supply because yes. the hearts of Eva come come out to volunteer. They, they do. They do. Yep. Well said, Mike. Uh, again, if you want to sign up to uh, go on a future mission trip with us, it's free. We're going to feed you really good. We call it Eight Pounds of Hope. Uh, Mike and I have done that's that, free. Eight Pounds of Hope. It is free. Well, some organizations charge something to come serve with them. Not okay. knocking that, right. but but that's their model. That's not ours. It's free, but we provide a safe place. Don't make me laugh. We provide a safe place for you to sleep, and, and we're going to feed you really good. Uh, we start and end every day with worship and devotion. And we've we've got some things. God's got some things in the works for later this year. So I'm really excited. Sign up for our email alerts. Mike, we only got a couple minutes less. Lastly, today you heard something that was going on in Alabama. Sure. or Texas, mm-hmm. or Kentucky, or safe houses, would you consider sowing into the ministry of 8 Days of Hope? Go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, make a one-time donation, become a monthly partner. Before we wrap up in a minute, I'm going to give you our mailing address as well. But man, I, I tell you, we would really appreciate your support right now. Hmm. It's it's a little bit tough out there with COVID, but God's got this, Mike. He's sure. gotten this. He, he's had this for 15 years with the ministry. He's had this since he created everything, he right? He's I, in control. I thought you were asking me, do, do, am I willing to donate? Am I willing to go to the website? <laughs> Come on, I thought man. you were talking Come on, brother. You can me. do it, Mike. You can do it. <laughs> Eightdaysofhope.com. Oh, yes. oh, man. Thank you, Eva, for joining us today. Mike, you got a big week coming up, or, or are you uh, laying low? No, it's busy, busy. Like I said, it's the it's almost the the sp- launch of spring up in the northeast, and so much work to get done, okay. and, as well as uh, just a lot, a lot of work to get done. Sure. We're, we're doing the switch over from our winter to our spring, and then keeping up with everything that's going on. I'm going to be in Mississippi. You are at our national headquarters. Wow. Yes. Be hanging out with some friends. Uh, so some of our leaders, Mike, are coming into northeast Mississippi. Tupelo is the name of the town. Do you know what Tupelo is famous for, Mike? A singer. That, thank you. Oh, thank you yeah. very much. Uh, How you doing? A whole lot of love and going. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Elvis. Elvis. Elvis Presley. He was yeah. born there. He was. Now, our leaders are coming in from around the country this upcoming weekend to learn some more um, expertise knowledge of how to handle tree removal after tornadoes and hurricanes. And, you know, God's blessed us with some heavy equipment. Now, they don't allow me to use any of that equipment, Mike, but they've invited me to kind (laughs) of hang out. Maybe maybe I'm the guy that go gets lunch or something. But they said, Steve, come down, but we're not going to give you a chainsaw. What's up with that, Mike? I was going to ask, what are you going to do down there then? (laughs) Yeah, just talk, right? Listen, I don't know. Shake hands and thank people for coming out. (laughs) No, we're excited. We have a bunch of leaders coming in from around the country excited for that. Be praying for their travel mercies, Mike. We're praying for the weather so we can can uh, have a couple days yes. of, of, of I tell you these volunteers on their own dime are coming mm. down and they're, and they're willing to give up a couple days of their life to learn 
more to serve others moving forward. Let me just a quick question, because you are traveling quite a bit. How, how comfortable do you feel when you get on a plane? Is, is there any major changes? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of changes, Mike. Yeah, I know I've been traveling bit. for the last year. You know, the planes are much fuller today than they were three months ago. Okay. There's no doubt. Now, spring break, you know, I came back from Alabama, and um, um, there wasn't a seat available on the plane I was oh. at versus maybe nine months ago. It's a little bit different. So I think people see light at the end of the tunnel. Continue to pray for our, our political leaders on yes. both sides of the aisle. That's Guys, right. we, we don't pick sides here. I don't know about you, Mike, but I don't care if it's a Democratic president or Republican president, right. someone I voted for or didn't vote for. We need to pray for our leaders for wisdom Absolutely. as they guide our country through some very, very unique times. That's right. Um, right. So I don't Absolutely. know if I answered your question, but it's been a little bit interesting. Yeah, no, I, 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 I've got what you... And, and a lot of the stores in the airports are still closed. Mm. So, you know, there's usually like every side has something open for you to grab a snack or a candy bar. Not that I would do that, Mike, or, or a bag <laughs> of chips. But um, Somebody's hungry. <laughs> it is. Hey, to wrap up today's show, a couple things real quick for you. Uh, thank you for joining us. want to give a shout out to uh, some of our partners. I want to thank uh, Hand of Hope. It's a Joyce Meyer ministry. They're one of our supporters, and they helped us to go down to Birmingham to do what we did on a moment's notice. So thank you to our friends up there. And I also want to thank uh, the Barnes Crossing Auto Group in Northeast Mississippi. Man, if you are looking for a vehicle, now this is not a car commercial, but if you're looking for a vehicle, and I actually you might be looking for one for my son, but uh, reach out to those uh, those people. They're amazing people. They have uh, dealerships, I think, in 11 different communities. We buy our trucks, our Ford trucks from them, Mike. Okay. They're amazing people, the Barnes Crossing Auto Group. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to Crescent Memorial, one of our new partners. Okay. They also are in Tupelo, yes. and they work with uh, funeral homes across the country, and, mm-hmm. and they love what God is doing through 8 Days of Hope. So thank you, Terry Jackson and our friends down at Crescent yes. Memorial. Absolutely. Besides that, um, one last thing, and mm-hmm. we're done, I promise you. Uh, our YouTube channel, uh, are, we're about to update our website, Mike. I, Wait till you yes. see this website. Okay. It looks great. It's coming along. We're, we are going to have an amazing media center on our website and be praying for that. We think we're about 45 days from a launch. I'm not going to give you a date because you're going to hold me accountable if I miss it. I feel bad. But our hope is by June 1st, be able to have a brand new website. There's going to be major changes. Yes, especially on the media side. You know, we live in a world where we want to watch a video and see a clip and and and, and watch something live. Okay, that's all coming. I'm excited. So get so so get <laughs> Do ready. I sound excited. Get ready, <laughs> Father. We thank you so much for an opportunity to share what you are doing through this ministry yes. of Eight Days of Hope. Father, thank you for the volunteers that travel to Birmingham, Alabama, that have prayed for us while we were there, that have sown into the ministry of yes. Eight Days of Hope with a donation. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for the volunteers wrapping up in Texas as we help out some of the families that were affected by the recent ice storm. Lord, I just pray. We pray, mm-hmm. Father. Yes that people see Jesus in us as we serve others in your name. Father, we love you. Yes. Uh, this is your ministry, not ours. Thank you, Lord, that you allowed us to be a part of it. Thank you for Eva and all the volunteer leaders across the country. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, next week we're going to have Harold Dawson. He's one of our leaders. He helped with the safe house in Northeast Mississippi recently, our fifth safe house. And he'll be working on our sixth safe house in South Dakota in September. So we'll be talking to Harold. And also, Mike, he was in Alabama as well. All that's next week. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.